Welcome in, everyone, and thank you for listening to the 48th ever episode of the Missouri Sports Podcast, brought to you by 106 Apparel and recording from the Revel Advertising Studio in beautiful Springfield, Missouri. I'm one of your hosts, Cameron Albert, alongside my good friend and fellow Mizzou fan, Kyle DeVries. How are you doing today, Kyle? Cameron, I'm doing great today because our Twitter account, Mizzou Sports Pod, hit 5,000 followers today. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. Yeah, it, it, it is a, it's a good amount. That means we have 5,000 listeners to this podcast. <laughs> that's exactly what it means, so... <laughs> Um, if only. Yeah, if only. In all seriousness, uh, if you do follow us on Twitter, thank you very much for, for doing that. And I know that some of you have been with us for several years now. I think I started the account probably five or six years ago. Mizzou Sports 1. Yeah, when I, when I first started it, I think it was like Mizzou Sports 1, yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, thank you very much for, for uh, being a part of that. And uh, for all the new followers as well, we, uh, we're happy that, to have you as well. So, um yeah, it's been great. It's yeah. been a lot of fun. I, I started the account originally because on my personal account, I wanted to talk about sports. I wanted to talk about Mizzou, but I felt like I was just speaking to an empty room. You know, I felt like I didn't have any followers that, that wanted to talk about those things with me. So mm-hmm. I wanted to uh, to reach out to some fellow Mizzou fans, and it just kind of took off from there. So um, it's been a fun little ride. Uh, that actually reminds me about something that reminds me of something that I haven't thought about in a really long time, and that is the old ESPN game chat thing. You go on ESPN.com and go to like the game thread of a specific matchup and just anonymously talk trash for hours. And it was (laughs) so much fun. Yeah. And eventually they went to a thing where you had to tie that account to a Facebook account. And I, I think I was probably like 17 And I made a Facebook account (laughs) called Truman, first name Truman, last name Tiger for Life. Wow. And I haven't heard of that last name. Yeah, it's pretty rare. So that I could keep uh, messaging on the ESPN message boards, but they eventually took that down because it was so toxic. (laughs) And I also remember some random Mizzou fan, shout out if you're listening, don't remember your name, sorry. Uh, would tag the Truman Tiger for Life account in all of her Mizzou-related tweets. Or not tweets, Facebook posts. Mm. And I'm just like, okay, cool, whatever. You she know. respected you. Yeah, I guess. She, she liked your a, takes. Yeah, she thought I was a true son. But, Kyle, I also need to mention some really sad news. Okay, let's hear it. I got a sad story. The other day, I had a hankering for some college football. And I thought, you know what would be really fun and time-consuming and a huge waste of time, but also really fun? If I pop in NCAA Football 14 in the PS3, and I'm just going to go all out, and I'm going to start making recruits to the point where I create the 2019 Missouri Tigers. (laughs) I'm going to have Kelly Bryant at quarterback. You can make JUCO players in that game, which I didn't realize. You can make JUCO players and then recruit them, just like you do the the high school players. You can create a player and then recruit them, yeah. So I was going to do all that, and I was going to just like go through the seasons till I got to this year. And I put the game in, it fired up. It's always been a little slow. The PS3 is pretty old now, and it froze. Oh, no. And that's happened before. It's not the end of the world. It gets into a game sometimes, and it freezes. So it like froze after the first play. Did you blow on the disc? I did not did blow, you blow on the disc. Did you blow into the disc drive? I didn't do that. Okay, there's your problem. Oh, okay, well, I'll have to try that when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> but I reset, the, so the game, the whole system just froze up. I reset the PS3, um, turned it back on, tried it again, 
created the like dynasty mode, um, started a season, got into it the first game against FCS East, <laughs> ran the opening kickoff back for a touchdown with Marcus Murphy. That's what I like to hear. Then after the first called play of the game, froze again. Oh, no. Too so, uh, complex play calling. I guess so. <clears throat> That uh, is very sad. It, I'm afraid. I'm afraid it's gone. It, I might have might to be. start getting on eBay or Amazon, try to find another copy yeah, of that game because like, you can't live there. without it. They might be. That's very true. They might be kind of expensive now because yeah. it's such a uh, limited commodity. Definitely, but they're not making any more of it's them. It's definitely um, this time of year is when I normally hop on college football. I think mine's uh, 14 NCAA 14. And yeah, that's the most I recent one that was like made. Go crazy with it with the customization and stuff where. I don't know. It's I spend way too much time doing it, but it, for some reason, making this fantasy world where Mizzou dominates everything so oh, yeah. satisfying to and me. And I just wanted to make Kelly Bryant. You just wanted to make him. So, oh my gosh! So I just quickly looked it up. Uh, a used copy on uh, GameStop's website for Xbox 360. It's only seventy dollars. So it's kind of becoming That's a pretty steep. collector's item, I think. It definitely is. They need to they need to bring it back. I still might have to pull the trigger. I feel like on every that. year, there's some kind of like petition to bring it back. Yeah, that's uh, probably not gonna happen. Well, anyway, that was fun. Don't forget everyone to subscribe. Um, if you're uh, listening and not subscribing, please uh, throw us a subscribe, throw us a review if you would, if you enjoy it, and. I think we can move on with some news. Mm, let's do this it. This is going to be a news-heavy episode, and then at the end we're going to uh, do uh, some talk, uh, talk a little bit about um, basketball recruiting. So, and we'll also do some talk. So, first up, I want to mention right after we recorded the last uh, two weeks episode, two weeks ago episode, Missouri football landed a commitment from a St. Louis area lineman named Jalen St. John. Yeah, uh, this is a huge uh, commitment in uh, literally and figuratively uh, for Mizzou football. He's a 300-pound offensive lineman, super talented, athletic guy. Um, kind of known this might happen for a little while. He's kind of been putting out some cryptic messages out there, and um, but definitely had some good Mizzou vibes on this for a while. But it's finally good to see him officially in the fold. And it just, I know we've talked about this a lot, but just, it's really, it just continues to amaze me. The complete 180 that we have uh, with Mizzou football recruiting and uh, with the in-state guys compared to what we had even just two years ago. And I think this one in particular means a lot because he's from Trinity Catholic High School in St. Louis, where, I mean, we haven't landed a, a good Trinity player. I mean, I don't remember the last one and it feels, seems like we're, we're always getting big time by the guys from Trinity, and I mean a lot of really big talent uh, players coming out of there. So um, that that's a great that's a great thing for Mizzou, and and to have a relationship with that school, and to kind of just keep breaking down the barriers that have been there for many years. Yeah, definitely. Uh, sidebar, uh, a little bit off topic, but what can you tell me about Robert Wooten? So, kind of an interesting story honestly but he is a defensive lineman he's a d end and he was kind of doing the same thing as Jalen St. John I mean it was just kind of making it obvious that he was very interested in Mizzou like and really really obvious in that yes. he has pro field as his header well, image that on Twitter is, that is the new development as of today I believe <laughs> at least it was discovered today but um, maybe like I don't know a month or two ago whenever the it was really hot uh, recruiting season he was putting out stuff all the time like 
saying you know, it's time to it's almost time to commit and that kind of stuff. So and honestly, I really thought he was going to commit to Mizzou. He didn't. Uh, he committed to Arizona, which was kind of out of nowhere, at least in my opinion. Um, and then maybe a few weeks later, he decommitted from them and yeah has kind of been doing the same cryptic mizzou related tweets so um so is this i mean mizzou would take his commitment definitely immediately yes okay i didn't know if it was maybe an uncommittable offer no i, situation. I think they would 100 percent take him right now yeah, that's what i was that's what i would think but yeah i th- i mean i think there's a few other guys that are out there that they are looking at at the end but i think this is definitely a guy that they would take right now i know there's a guy uh i think his name is james sylvester he's currently committed to tcu and it's been pretty well known that he might flip any time, but he might stay with TCU. So there's a couple of guys that they might be kind of uh, in a holding pattern with, but I definitely think uh, Wooten is a guy they would take right now. Okay, well, it looks like yeah, like any minute now yeah. <laughs> he should be announcing something, <laughs> considering yeah. the header image. I would agree with you. Um, next on my list, it's kind of uh, news that came out of uh, Media Day, our SEC Media Days, and that is that Memorial Stadium in Columbia is uh, confirmed to now have a capacity of 62,621, which is a new number that is lower than the previous capacity with the new south end zone. Yeah, it's, it's lower than the, the previous number, and it's lower than I think what they expected it was going to be when they finished the south end zone project. So I don't really know <clears throat> what exactly happened uh, to make that number go even a little bit lower than what was expected. But uh, my personal thought is that this is perfectly fine um i think that and i've always thought that ever since they announced the south end zone project that they're improving the quality of the stadium and um even if that means that there's a smaller capacity because it's it's so difficult to fill uh stadiums right now um i think missouri should be able to sell out you know a sixty thousand, you know capacity stadium fairly regularly considering we're the only big college team in the state but um, with the way society is right now, there's so many ways to take in a game uh, in, in a high-quality way at home. Blaming it on society. And, well, honestly, I could get it. Yeah, I could go on a huge soapbox about <laughs> all the stuff that's come out recently. But, I mean, think about it. Yeah. There's, I'll, I, I'm the first one to say that a lot of times I don't want to go to a game. Yeah. I want to watch all the other games on TV. I want to sit on my couch and and you know eat and drink whatever i want and not have and to not drive have to pay and yeah. not have to drive and not have to sit in traffic and not have a knowing fan behind me yeah i can do all these things i can catch every game of the whole day and like hd right uh on my on my tv so uh, i'll be the first one to say that i understand why it's harder to fill stadiums right now and so i'm totally fine with with uh this move in there yeah I think it's better to have a full stadium, even if it's a little bit smaller, than have a bunch of empty seats everywhere. Definitely. And uh, shockingly, we agree completely on that. And I also wanted to shout out at, mm, at Show Me Zoo on Twitter because they summed it up nicely. They said, uh, for everyone complaining about this, fill up 62,000 on a consistent basis, and they will tear down the west side of the stadium and add an expansion to mirror the east side. And that's like a perfect point. That's a good point. If you're, if you're, <laughs> if, if they're selling it out every week, then th- they're going to, first of it. all, they're going to have the money. Yeah. Second of all, they're going to be like, oh, we should probably fit more people in here. Yeah. And they will have the money to do it because they've been selling out every game. Right. We need so, to uh, fill, fill up the stadium before we complain too much about a lower number. Yeah. Uh, that's a little too much common sense for me there, Kyle. <laughs> Did you see the viral video about the Northwestern coach? Um, yes. 
Did you watch the video? Uh, no. In this video, he basically blames all of this on the younger generations yeah, yeah, and their yeah, smartphones yeah. and all that stuff. And man, I just get so sick of that. Like all all the world's problems are blamed on on yeah. people our age and. It's like it just this it's, is, it's competition. It's like kind of exactly create a good value. Yes, for put the a better customer. product out there. Yeah, and um, capitalism, right? <laughs> and uh, I don't know. I just is off a little bit off topic, but I just, I mean, do your parents use phones? Yes, they do. Sure, as everybody uses smartphones. Yeah. It's not just you and me that right. use smartphones. So, I'm sure that guy that went off about that for three minutes and young people and their phones probably is on his smartphone all day long. Yeah. I would say he probably uses that to uh, keep track of recruiting, and yeah. he's probably on Twitter plenty. It's yeah, a good thing. It's a yeah. good thing for him. Look at the positives. Yeah. All right. So uh, next on my list, I have some preseason awards watch lists. Uh, there were some Missouri Tigers that were announced to be on some lists for some pretty prestigious awards. Um, spoiler alert, my prediction will be that none of these players win this win their respective awards. But it is really cool to see that recognition. And you can, I mean, it may not seem like it makes that it's that important in the long run, but teams that are associated with these awards year after year, you know, you're able to put that out on social media. The recruits see that. And it means you have, you know, well-known players who are established and that contribute. So it's always good to see your guys on these kind of lists. So I'll start off with Larry Roundtree, who was uh, named to the Doak Walker Running Back Award list for the best running back in the country then uh trevor wallace sims was named to the outland trophy list for best interior lineman kale garrett and demarcus ac named to the bronco nagurski list for best defender in the country um yeah it's like you said it's it's a good thing to see a lot of mizzou players on these lists because it means that we have a lot of good players so if i mean it may may not uh, be finalists for the awards or anything, but it, it means that we've got players that are being recognized for their their good play on the field. So it's really as simple as that. Uh, take uh, call back to earlier in the episode. I the only reason I know anything about these awards is because my Mizzou players would win these all the time on NCAA Football 14. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. They are always winning these awards at the end of the year. So before we switch gears and start talking about basketball news, um, the most recent depth chart came out on it's dated july 15th uh, was there anything noteworthy that you found on that um yeah there was a few items of note i mean there was nothing that was shocking or really even that surprising um all of the new starters i feel like are guys that played reserve roles last year and kind of you know are names that we still recognize um but obviously some new faces on the offensive line uh larry borum is going to be starting at guard um I mean, but we still he's kind have, of a small guy. Yeah, he's six six three forty. Yeah, that's come on. He needs to put on some weight. Um, but yeah, I mean, we still have kind of the the staples of last year: Yusir Durant and uh, Colin Castillo and uh, Wallace Sims. All those guys um, are gonna be holding it down just like they were last year. So the the two new faces are Larry Borum and Hyron White, and uh, they're both sophomores. So they've been in the program for a couple of years. But I I feel pretty confident that they're gonna be able to step in and and do just fine. Um, there's really no other surprises at all on the offense. Um, Jonathan Nance, Jonathan Nance in the getting one. the start yeah. and as the wide receiver, but I think I don't think anybody's too surprised by that. Um, so going over to defense, <clears throat> the the D end position is going to be again like last year, probably one of the biggest concerns 
of the whole team uh, because if we're not getting any pressure on the quarterback, you know how it goes. So that's obviously a, a massive position of need. And uh, Trajan Jeffcoat is listed as the starter at defensive end. Um, that's not terribly surprising considering his backups are two guys, Franklin Agbasimir and, and uh, Cy Martin, two guys who have never played for Mizzou before. So um, obviously depth is an issue. The starters are an issue. There's really nobody at defensive end that is like silver lining. Everybody on the depth chart at defensive end uh, would be scheduled to return next year. So it, you could that have is true unless they're all bad. More. That's yeah. not a good thing. So could have a lot more uh, continuity next year at defensive end. Right. So the other the other starter uh, defensive end is Chris Turner, and we know him pretty well, but we still haven't really seen him take the next step in his career yet. So they're not um, the like kind of electric playmakers off the end that we've had. No, they definitely are not. So, but I think that our defensive tackles will be good enough to wear, and they'll be putting pressure on the quarterback. So, um, if the D ends can just be average, I think we'll be better than last year. So, uh, and then moving over to linebacker, um, Nick Bolton is going to fill the spot that uh, Brandon Lee, I believe, was in last year. And that's a name that uh, we're fairly familiar with. Got a little bit of playing time last year, enough to shed the red shirt. So he's, get, he's a, uh, a true sophomore. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cale Garrett, obviously, we're really familiar with him. And uh, he's probably the most, one of the most important players on the whole team. So just the anchor of the defense. Um, Cornerback, no real surprise there. I mean, DeMarcus Acey and Christian Holmes were really, really good last year. I think probably the best tandem of cornerbacks we've had um, at Mizzou in a while. Um, and I, I definitely think Adam Sparks and Jarvis Ware will get some good playing time at cornerback as well. And then obviously safety is another, you know, a little bit of area of concern where, you know, I think that we've got some talent there, but um, they're definitely uh, Tyree Gillespie and Joshua Bledsoe were – kind of coming on last year at the end of the year but and so they're super talented but a little bit unproven so uh, I'd like to definitely see those guys take the next step this year and because um, I think they both have a lot of potential to be pretty good and then it's, it's good to see Jelani Williams um, in the on the two deep for the strong safety position because he was a really t highly touted uh, touted, touted. Highly, highly touted uh, recruit um, that came to us uh, the last recruitment cycle and he had a had an injury in the off season, so it's good to see that he's bouncing back from that. He didn't play in the spring game, right? No. Okay. Also, uh, Tucker McCann is still your punter. Oh, the, yeah. That's that's. Uh, I forgot to mention that. That's interesting. Yeah. So he might be the punter. So yes, yeah, for the most part, a lot of continuity across the board. I'd say from both the offense and defense, a couple new faces, but nobody that's just out of nowhere. So. We'll get a couple more depth charts before the season starts. You did miss something. Oh. Something big. Something big. Rashad Floyd listed as a cornerback. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That is interesting. I think we've known for a while that he was going to switch, but I didn't know how impactful he would be. Is it what? Is he in the 2D for 3D? I already navigated away okay. from it. Let me see. He is third on one of the cornerback positions behind DeMarcus Acey and Adam Sparks. Interesting. Do they have the specialist listed on there? Like punt return? Just long snapper. Okay. He, Kicker. That's punter. probably where he's going to see the most of his playing time. He did a pretty good job returning punts last year, so maybe he'll um, shore up that spot. Probably him and Tyler Beatty are going to do a lot of the return stuff. Sounds good to me. Jonathan Johnson, I assume. And him as well. probably as well, if he can catch the punt. That is helpful in a punt return. 
All right, you good on football news for now? It's good for me. Then let's talk scheduling. Mizzou basketball non-conference schedule. It is coming together, and it looks like it's going to be pretty tough, especially the games not played at Mizzou Arena. Yeah, definitely going to be a uh, several very tough away games this year. And but I did we're just back in the SEC Big 12 showdown. Yes, that, that's, a, that's a very good start is to be in the event. Yeah. And so – and it's kind of been like very disappointing the last couple of years because we're just the way they schedule it. It's like how good you were two years ago, basically. Yeah. So we were good enough to be playing in it these you know past few years, and and we weren't playing in it because of our Kim Anderson years. So mm-hmm. it would be good to actually see him play in the event. But they're playing West Virginia, and they have to go on the road, so that's kind of scary. How do you feel about the mild outrage that? Um, we weren't paired with like a former um, Big 12 opponent. Do you have any Who real feelings cares? on that? Yeah. I feel like we've already played a lot of them. Obviously, the Kansas is a big one. Yeah. It'd right. be cool to see them play Kansas. But yeah. Get um, a few more winning seasons. I mean, we, we've we played Kansas State. We've pro- we might play Oklahoma already this year. Yeah. Um, we've played Oklahoma State. We've. <coughs> Who else is on there? Who, who else have we played already? I'm, I feel like we, we played Iowa West State Virginia. twice. But they were not a former Big 12 foe. I see what you're saying. Right. So the only ones left are like Baylor, TCU. There's really nobody that Who excites needs me. Um, so I don't really think it's that big of a deal. I'm, I'm perfectly satisfied with the West Virginia matchup. Yeah, me too. I mean, every year that goes by, the less I care about old Big 12 rivalries. So Yeah, we're, we're a little bit younger than, than some. So we, we may not care as much as others. But Yeah, I mean, start <coughs> talking about Kansas, then... Yeah, I'd be very interested. Sure, yeah. Play them in Kansas City, play home-and-home, home, I don't care. Yeah. Um, so the other teams uh, for the non-conference, we're looking at uh, Xavier on the road, Temple on the road, Butler in Kansas City, then maybe Oklahoma or Stanford, and, of course, Illinois and St. Louis. So will that – I mean – I don't anticipate any of those teams being just absolute garbage. So yeah, I feel like all those games are are winnable, but right. definitely all you know very very quality opponents on the road yeah. all going to be tough games. The true road games would be definitely uh, helpful to the for the tournament resume. Oh, absolutely. I think that several of those games could be quadrant one wins on the road for sure if we were able to pull it off. Mm-hmm. All right, so. I'm going to kind of save the recruiting news for a second because we're going to do a little bit more on recruiting. Um, So one uh, noteworthy thing was coming out of the um, Nike EYBL Peach Jam was that Columbia native Dewan Harris has committed to Kansas, former Missouri State commit. He, uh, what's it called? Reclassified. That's the word. And it was going to be a part of the 2020 class, but was still committed. I don't know how that works exactly. I don't if you really become not committed when you do that or what. But I don't even know why he reclassified in the first place. Yep. He was going to go to he's going to prep school for yeah. a year. But yeah, now he's going to Kansas next as, year. As a person, you know, we live in Springfield, so obviously we're really familiar with Missouri State, so um, I, a player I was excited about, had heard really good things about that um, trio of him, uh, Jermonta Black and Isaiah Mosley, that was going to be really exciting. Yeah, definitely. I I still I I actually think CJ Mosley still might end up being the best college player. I'm, I'm really, of the three, I'm really surprised that Dewan Harris ended up blowing up the way he did because I think he well, had a huge peach jam. Right. And yeah. he, he's a good player. He's a, he's smart and he's very um, kind of surgical in his decision-making. 
Um, he's not the big time athlete. He's not going to dunk on you or anything like that, but he's going to, he's going to be a good player and, um, probably unfortunately very, very well. He fits what Kansas likes to do recruiting wise, kind of the four year player. But, um, it's, it's kind of interesting that Mizzou didn't offer. Um, I think there were some people that were kind of frustrated about that a little and wondering why he didn't get a Mizzou offer. Obviously Kanto knows what he's doing. We got a lot of good guards. Um, they may not have just felt as highly about him as, as mm-hmm. other teams did. So um, I'm not going to get upset about it. But Right. Uh, so his um, AAU team, uh, Mokan Elite, you may have heard of them, won the Peach Jam. So that's kind of cool. Uh, Davion Bradford, who's a Mizzou target, also on that team in a reserve role. Uh, we got to watch Nfale Dante at the Tournament of Champions last year. He is their by far their best player, number one player in the country. So... They is Kalkbrenner on that team? I, I don't know. know. I don't think he is. Um, but it was unfortunate that Bradley Beal Elite was not present. Um, we didn't get to watch Caleb Love or uh, Cam Fletcher. So that was kind of disappointing. But uh, Mocan won, and the last time they won was with uh, Michael Porter Jr. and... Uh, Tatum? No. Michael Porter Jr. and his friend, the point guard who oh. went to Oklahoma and now plays for the Hawks. Trey. Trey Young. Thank Young. you. Jeez. They won it with them. They won it this year. I did not think they – I mean, other than Infale Dante, I didn't think they had, like, the big names that uh, were going to make it happen. But right. Yeah, I was, I was surprised to see that, but pleasantly surprised. Yeah. And then this is only tangentially related to Mizzou, but um, Alizé Johnson – it's related to Missouri, so – Alizé Johnson, a former Missouri State forward, got a fully guaranteed contract from the Indiana Pacers. That, if you don't know, is my favorite NBA team. <laughs> so it's kind of cool that I get to see him play. He will still spend a lot of time in the G League, but he's not at risk of being cut. Yeah, yeah it's, it's great to see. Um, he's a good kid. And uh, there's always going to be a, a place for the, the guys that just play balls to the wall all the time just go get rebounds go get putbacks there's always going to be a uh, role for those kind of players and that's definitely what he is yeah everybody in that organization is just praying that he will develop a more consistent three-point shot mm-hmm. if that happens he, he, could, he can shoot all yeah. right like he shot like 40 percent at missouri state mm-hmm. uh, one of his years so he, he's got the potential to do it all right wanted to mention that before we get into the big names for basketball recruiting uh, it's the time of year where the lists are getting cut and the three main targets, well, I, should, uh, I shouldn't say that. Two of the three main targets have trimmed their lists. Now, I say trim their lists. They're not putting out final fives. They're putting out top fives. So at any point, you know, uh, that top five could, you know, add another school. But um, Josh Christopher was the most recent one. Uh, going back a little bit, Cam Fletcher released his top five of Michigan State, Kentucky, North Carolina, Alabama, and Mizzou. So here's what I want to do. I want to just kind of get your thoughts on those top fives, but then I want to go over kind of the the main recruits for Missouri for 2020, kind of where we stand with them, and then give our predictions for the big three and anybody else that you want to predict might be a part of the 2020 Mizzou basketball recruiting class. So Okay. First, your thoughts on Cam Fletcher's top five. Uh, 
He's got an interesting top five, definitely. Um, I think it's a two-team race at the moment, um, probably between Mizzou and Kentucky, honestly. Um, I think he's going on a official visit to Kentucky maybe this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Gabe uh, DeArmond put it really, really well on Power Mizzou. I read something that he wrote the other day that um, it's very possible that they could they could pressure him to commit this weekend because he's kind of the, the fringe – player obviously he's super talented he's like a top 30 40 player but they can get anybody they want and so th- there might be a spot for him right now but there might not be a month or two from now right so it's very possible he goes into the weekend they say hey you got a spot might not be there forever you should commit and so that's very possible but i would say if he makes it out of this weekend with you know a week or two out of this weekend and he has not committed to kentucky it's a pretty good chance he's not going to but you know, never know what could happen in the next week or two. Not to mention, Michigan State is sitting there, and yeah, they've had him, State, yeah. had him on campus, and they really like him. They've been on him since the early days. That Kentucky offer just came in not too long ago. That's true. So, uh, Yeah, I think Michigan State's definitely a, a legitimate player as well. Um, I, I really don't think much of North Carolina or Alabama in this situation. Um, it is possible that North Carolina may end up giving him a a, uh, a committable offer, and he may want to go there uh, with his with his buddy if his, if Caleb Love decides to go there. So don't even say that. I we'll get to get to that in a minute, but um, yeah, I mean he's obviously both guys have a ton of options, but I think Mizzou has a real shot to land Cam Fletcher. I think they're going to be there all the way to the bitter end. So I should have I kind of did this out of order. I should have mentioned this one before we got into the the main targets, but uh, John Hewley the fourth released his top 12 and it consists of Pitt, NC State, Penn State, Yukon, Miami, Florida, Florida State, West Virginia, K-State, Nebraska, Cincinnati, and Mizzou. So he's kind of a bigger forward uh, that Mizzou has offered and has had their eye on. So obviously still super early for him if he's uh, still talking about 12 different schools being in the mix, but I just wanted to mention that because it is newsworthy. Do um, you think he's plan B for Cam Fletcher? Or do we even have – we probably might even have a lesser shot to land him than Fletcher. Yeah, probably. I mean, I have a feeling that, you know, worst-case scenario, if Mizzou goes down to the wire to, like, decision day with their main guys, they're going to be left out on some of their plan B options. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know. They're going to have to probably get creative with scholarships in that situation if they don't get, you know, more than – I think that's why it's a great thing Two of that, their main guys. that these three big targets are, are starting to get serious because Mizzou's got to know on, oh, yeah. on these guys. they got to know quickly yeah. like what's going to happen with these guys' futures because if, if it's not happening, they need to move on to plan B very soon. Definitely. <laughs> so uh, the other guy that just released his top five is Josh Christopher. Um, his top five consists of Kentucky, Michigan, UCLA, Arizona State, and Mizzou. So I, I feel one of these things is not like the other, I would say. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I, I still feel like I look across the board and I feel like everybody in the top five is still a pretty major player. Um, I don't necessarily feel that way in Cam Fletcher's. Uh, I feel like there's two or three that really stand out among the others. But I question Michigan, though. With, yeah, that was the one. Where, that's yeah. the one where I'm like, I don't really see it. But with the other four, I mean, it, it's anybody, anybody's game at this point. I mean, Kentucky, he's listed as his dream school. UCLA, Arizona State, or you know, they has uh, 
locational ties. You know, he's he's a West Coast kid, and his and brother his goes brother's at Arizona State. Yeah. Right. So and locational. I like that word. Locational. Is, did I make that up? Yeah, I think that's new. I think that needs to be a real world. I'll uh, real world, <laughs> real word. I'm gonna email Webster and get that added to the dictionary. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, while you're doing that, um, I'll keep talking about this stuff. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, Mizzou has obviously has a connection as well. So I feel like th- those four have legitimate connections that I could see. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up at any of those four places. No, um, and I also feel like this Josh Christopher is like the kind of perfect player to be the one that Ke- Kentucky just kind of comes out and just says, yeah, uh, we'll take you, please. And he says, yep, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. And there's not much, you know made about it and it's just like yep he's going to kentucky because of course he is Mm -hmm. so i don't know maybe if i mean they don't really overlap positionally but maybe if josh christopher goes to kentucky then cam fletcher won't or something like that but or they both will and we'll be sad why do you keep bringing up these darkest timelines okay there we go that's what i'm talking about (laughs) um so the third major recruit for 2024 mizzou is caleb love and we really don't know much about his recruitment. Um, he hasn't really given much as far as like hints about what he's thinking. You know, I think everybody's still on the board. Yeah. And what we do know is that North Carolina is a pretty major player as well as Virginia. So yeah. that's kind of scary. I think he's got a list coming, a list cut coming soon. I think that he say top five. I don't know. I'd have to look. Uh, maybe a top six. I don't know. Um, this kind of logic that I'm about to use was uh, absolute blasphemy on powermizzou.com. But at, honestly, like, I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know if Mizzou's going to make his top five or six or whatever he's about to come out with. And I probably wouldn't be too upset if we weren't because I just don't see any likelihood of this happening, of him coming to Mizzou. And it definitely kind of feels like just getting included for pity almost or just including the home team just because so just um, not burn bridges and right, stuff like that right so the old I, jason tatum move. i think it's very important that mizzou uses their resources on guys that they have a realistic shot of landing and if he if we're in his top six then we're going to keep using resources on him and we're going to keep using time to go watch his games or to you know text him every day or whatever it is he's getting you know more attention than he probably should be um, whenever there's other guys that we might have a more realistic shot with. Yeah, and... Is that blasphemous? No, definitely not. I mean, obviously, it's just kind of a silver lining to not making the list is, okay, we can move we on can from move that on. now. But I feel like I feel like that's probably not going to happen. Like you say, a lot of these local or semi-local guys, in-state recruits, keep the home state school yeah. on their list till the very end they'll probably be there um even when they're not truly considering them and you know maybe he'll surprise us and maybe Konza will surprise us and reel them in but um spoiler alert for when we do our official predictions uh <laughs> nobody like you me we're optimists and nobody else really feels great about caleb love to mizzou but that may i mean the way Konzo's sneaky with some of these commitments you know, there's always hope out there. And, um, yeah, I just found a website, an Indiana Hoosier website, that says he will be uh, trimming his list down to seven or maybe ten <laughs> and then moving on from there. Um, but, yeah, Indiana, another major player yeah, in his definitely. recruitment. Yeah, I mean, if it's seven or ten teams, and obviously I think Mizzou's going to be there. Yeah. All right, so uh, before we do our official predictions, um, 
I did want to mention last this around this time last year, uh, we talked about the 2019 class, and the major targets at that time were Mario McKinney, Trey Jackson, EJ Liddell, Rocket Watts, and who was the other one that committed to Michigan State that went to Sunrise with Trey Jackson? I know exactly who you're talking about. Kind of a Malik Hall. Yes, Malik Hall. So we were kind of talking about those guys. We basically ruled out Malik Hall, and we got two out of three. We both got two out of three. Um, we both correctly predicted Trey Jackson and Mario McKinney to Mizzou. I reached for the stars to try to will Rocket Watts uh, to Mizzou. I don't think that was that crazy, honestly. At that, at one point, I really did think they they might do it. And then another thing that was not crazy at all is you predicted EJ Liddell and alongside Trey Jackson, and they would have taken both of those guys in a heartbeat. So. And uh, it came down to decision day, you know, as far as the fans are concerned and as far as a lot of the media was concerned with EJ Liddell. So uh, getting two out of three correct of the main guys, I thought was pretty good by us. And then also good job, Mizzou, for getting, you know, two of your top uh, guys that you wanted. So this time around, we all obviously we have Cam Fletcher, Caleb Love and Josh Christopher to predict if, you know, if you don't think they're going to go to Mizzou, where do you think they end up? And if there's anybody else out there, I'll kind of get the recruiting board up. And if there's anybody else out there that you think is a part of the 2020 class that's not these three, we'll include them as well. So we want to get it started with Cam Fletcher, official prediction on him. Mm -hmm. I will start it off and make it really easy. I'm predicting Cam Fletcher to Missouri. Wow. You know what, Cameron? I got to predict Cam Fletcher to Mizzou. Now, not only are because we optimists... neither one of these guys are going to be going to Mizzou, I don't think so. <laughs> not only are we optimists, um, we're also realistic, and that's the most realistic option. So if you're going to be an optimist, you should probably go with the most realistic option. Yeah, I, I really do think that they, they have a legitimate shot. Yep, let's get through the next week without a Kentucky commitment, and I'll feel pretty good. Mm -hmm. So now that moves on, that leaves us with Caleb Caleb Love. And as much as I think he could lead Missouri to their first ever Final Four his sophomore season, I think he ends up at Virginia. If he plays a sophomore season. Yeah. Um, he would at Mizzou. I see him going to North Carolina. Yeah, I almost picked. I, I feel like you're probably right, but I kind of wanted to mix things up a little bit. And Josh then, Christopher was the toughest pick, I think, for me. Okay, I'll let I'll let you save yours. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get that two out of three again this year, and I'm gonna say Josh Christopher to Mizzou. Wow, man, I would uh, I would really like to be wrong. <laughs> um, I'm gonna pick Kentucky because. Well, for one, I think he's been quoted to say he's literally their dream school, and he got an offer from him within the last couple of weeks. So, um, and I think Kentucky still needs a shooting guard in their class. At this point, it just kind of looks like it's I don't know perfect fit, but it just it looks like it's gonna probably work out for both of those. You're making sides. a lot of sense again, Kyle. I don't really like it. Um, so, and and you, I mean, you talked about it earlier. It Kentucky is that kind of the the heartbreaker man that can just roll up. And say, hey, we like you. Come home on wrecker. down. They're and a home wrecker. They're home wreckers, yeah. And we, I mean, we've been talking about Josh Christopher for 
freaking year and a half and they're about to just roll up in the last few months and and potentially land him so uh they do they do that with a lot of other players so uh remember uh (laughs) do you remember the arkansas fans reaction to malik monk going to kentucky and uh, understandably so i mean he was a lock to arkansas like he was mike anderson was going to bring him in and and they so good yeah yeah so that's just what kentucky does man so all right, so um, I've got two guys here going to Mizzou in 2020. You've only got one. So how do you see, do you have any idea how you would fill the rest of the available spots here? I feel like they could land all three of these guys and still probably try to bring in a big yeah. or, or two. I don't know what they would, they'd have to get creative with scholarships. but Yeah, we've talked about it a little bit, how we definitely think of the future. In the future, we, we need to pick up at least one you know, stereotypical big man, I guess, if you want to call it that, um, in this recruiting cycle, just because we're losing, you know, Reed Nico, um, and we're not really sure about the productivity that Axel Congo is going to mm-hmm. bring us. So definitely want to bring in a big, and I don't think Cam Fletcher necessarily qualifies as a big. I mean, he's kind of like the Trey Jackson mold where they're probably the, the three or four. Stretch four type. Right. So um, the two guys that come to mind that I think they have a legitimate shot at landing either of them, uh, Davian Bradford and Ryan Kalkbrenner. I think at this time, I see Bradford committing to Mizzou. Um, Kalkbrenner, I think, is going to be a tougher haul. I think he might end up going to Illinois. Um, but he's got. I think he's got more options than Bradford does at this point. And he is an elite rim protector. He's, he's a really good player. So, But I, I do like Bradford a lot. And he was on Mocan. You know, they just won uh, a, a big Peach tournament. Jam. Peach yeah. Jam tournament. So um, he he's knows how to play on a, on a winning team. And he's, he's a definitely good prospect in himself. So you're going to predict? I'm going to predict Bradford to Mizzou. And just for bonus points, you like Kalkbrenner to Illinois? Yeah. Happy to be wrong on that. I think Mizzou would take both those guys if they both wanted to commit. I am just going to copy your answers and not change them even a little bit. Wow. And I'll say Bradford to Mizzou, Kalkbrenner to Illinois. I honestly, off the top of my head, cannot think of any guards they're they're in on right now. Which I know they are. I mean, John Hewley, we mentioned him, but he's just so far. Well, I know I don't know anything about him, to be yeah. honest. Um, I've been reading that Missouri has cooled on Luke Kasubke. Um, I so feel like they were never really hot. No. They never really pursued I mean, him. I mean, they offered him kind of out of the blue as far as um, he didn't really quite fit in with the caliber of the other players that they had offered at the time. Um, so that was interesting. And... You never know. I mean, if they, I mean, this sounds bad. It sounds like a negative for the player, but if they miss on enough guys at the top of their list, they might seriously consider him. And I do think he would be um, a good piece to bring in as far yeah. as just pure lights out shooting mm-hmm. potential. Um, he's, and I mean, he's got some very balance. athletic yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would not mind him coming to Mizzou at all, to be honest, but just um, not looking at the same kind of impact as these other guys. So the fact that, Conzo is just almost radio silent about the guards they're pursuing. Does that make you think that Mizzou thinks they've got a pretty good shot with Caleb Love or Josh Christopher? Um, or do you think it's just completely unrelated? I they cannot. They in silence. Yes, I am not able to take anything that the staff does recruiting-wise and think anything about it that's, that's worth anything. <laughs> that is probably smart. Because, I mean, I feel like I've never followed a team that you just have no idea like what's going on behind the scenes as yeah. much as this. 
You mean you didn't see the Axel Congo commitment coming? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, Everybody I mean, saw that coming. Yeah, yeah. you see that Where a mile away. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, just like you said, the radio silence, it just makes you wonder, are they just all in on Caleb Love and just like not even thinking about backup options? But they probably you literally are. can't do that. Like it's impossible to not be thinking about backup options. Right. But maybe they just don't want anything else in the news about guards so that they can keep with their narrative that that he is the guy that they want to lead this team mm-hmm. in the future. And, and that's I mean, what he has publicly said is their pitch to him. Yeah. And they're very comfortable with who they've got on the roster. They got a lot of young, talented, capable players, but obviously you have to think about the future at some point. Yeah, I mean usually uh, try to Xavier Penson is gonna be a sophomore this coming season. Yeah. So they can I feel like you have to take a guard in like every class though almost. I right. mean to some degree. Yeah. Um yeah, we've got Drew Smith on the roster for two seasons, you know. Xavier Pinson for three more. McKinney, yes. Pickett, Watson, right. all those guys I think you could uh, consider guards. McKinney can definitely develop his ball handling to shift from an off guard to a more ball-dominant guard. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely not the end of the world if they miss on all three of these guys, but you definitely want them to get one just because it just feels so much better and it just feels like you have the momentum still. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean – just feels like not all of your efforts were wasted yeah i mean think how long if you think we've been thinking about this a lot think oh, how, yeah. i mean it's literally their life right now is making yeah. sure one of these dudes ends up at mizzou yeah. or more than one yeah i know it's it's interesting when i go back and look at 24 7 sports and i look at the players from missouri and you can go back and look at the previous years now last year they uh, wound up landing the number one player from the state of missouri in mario mckinney and there's three maybe four players ranked higher this year than mckinney was last year so i don't know if just seeing that little tiger head logo next to some of the top guys from the state of missouri Mm -hmm. each year on those websites would make me feel a lot better about you know everything moving forward i never dreamed in a million years that I might think Barry Odom needs to give advice to Conzo Martin on how to recruit in-state guys. We're maybe not quite there yet, but if <laughs> if things go poorly, you know, the rest of this year, then maybe you're right. I mean, you got to start wondering, uh, did we uh, did we overplay Conzo Martin's ability to recruit in-state guys? I no, think I think you, we haven't done it yet. I think that you have to start questioning that if we whiff on these guys this this go around. I really do think you have to start wondering, is he as great as we originally thought? Well, probably not, but we were kind of the fan base, as is the we, um, were kind of, I don't know, maybe a little bit overzealous in that in the very beginning. Yes, I think we were a little jaded because of all of that, that great recruiting class that he pulled in his first year. That was definitely the Michael Porter Jr. effect, I think. Well, and, and it had basically nothing to do with the state of Missouri. Right. Because yeah. even Jeremiah Tillman well, yeah. was from East St. Louis, True. Illinois. True. But, you know, those St. Louis ties got to keep relying on them until they fail is that the show this this time i, I think, think that's the show i think that's it you got any more to add I, I think that's it all right you can find us on apple podcasts itunes google podcast and spotify we're on twitter at mizzou sports pod you should definitely follow us and you can email us at missouri sports pod at gmail.com thank you to all five thousand uh, twitter followers And you can find me on Twitter at C underscore Albert 08. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you in two weeks, and then we'll be back on the weekly schedule. Uh, Pulling up football season. Football season.